said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, a.k.a. Life As I See It, episode 78. Uh, we got the whole squad back in the building. Rico Key in the building, C in the building, Gert in the building. Um, coming off of our Women's Pod for Women's Month. Let me um hit the round of applause real quick one more time for that because that was, that was super dope. So... Shout out to C again and all of the ladies. Um, or shout out to y'all. Uh, yeah, that that was that was definitely dope. Um, you know, to hear a different perspective, a female perspective. Um, and even before, because I do want to kind of comment on that just briefly, but uh before we get into all of the particulars, be sure that everybody out there subscribes to the podcast on Apple and on Spotify. Make sure that um if you're doing it on Apple. That is the only place that you can actually give a rating. So make sure that y'all give us a five-star rating or whatever you feel like we deserve. I think it's five-star. So make sure y'all do that. Make sure y'all uh, comment and, um, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend as always. Um, but briefly, before we get into our topics, just um, to the fellas, I'll, I'll direct it to y'all. Um, you know, hearing hearing the the, the female pod, um, Gert, what was some of, some of your takeaways and just you know, what what you thought about it. Cause I, you know, I thought it was super dope. I thought it was dope overall. Um, that's it, period. <laughs> I, I, I thought that shit was fire. Um some of the some of the uh things I might have challenged, uh <laughs> some of the, the male bashing. Nah I'm joking. But uh <laughs> yeah some of the ideas uh I was talking to this to the, I guess you could call it screen as they was potting. But that's what you're supposed to do. That means it's a good pot if you fucking interacting and you ain't even there. So, word. See, good job. Word. Now, um, yeah, shout out to seeing the ladies and say y'all brought that shit to life. Women's Month. They executed, laid it down. Um, good job. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, um, I want to start this, this week with, um, with, with more versus talk um you know last night or sunday night was the the easter versus with earth wind and fire and the isley brothers it was amazing um it was super musical it was super i mean to me it really kind of just showcased and outlined um kind of like a timeline of music and 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 where it where it started and what it used to be from musicianship to instrumentation to just hits. I mean, it, Steve Harvey hosted it and he was saying Ron Isley has 28 platinum albums. Nah, he kept saying that shit. Like that is he kept saying that. 20, 
I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, either 28 platinum Hits. albums or 28 albums, period. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's crazy. <laughs> but when you think about the fact that Earth, Wind & Fire said they've been a group for, like, 50 years. Like, that's insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the fact that the both of them, you know, had all of this music that, you know, our parents grew up on or and and then in turn we kind of grew up on because we was playing it they was playing it in the house or you know it was cookout vibes like to me personally um i think that when we spoke about verses a few weeks ago i think on the hip-hop on the hip-hop vibe i think that the raekwon and ghostface was the best verses because it embodied hip-hop to the highest power in my opinion um on the music side in my opinion i think that this was the best verses because it embodied music as a whole to the highest level um yeah i mean it it was it was great it was great but um but key what what was your takeaway from from the verses um that shit was hard or when fire not having the main singer was like I want to see yeah. how this is going to work out. They just going to do their back vocals or he going to... They, they let the nigga Philip Phils take take lead on some of it. He killed it. He did a good job. He did yeah. a good job. But you ain't fucking with the eyes, though. You got the guitar versus the voice. I'm like, so it's like three versus one voice. But then you got a machine in your hand, too. So I think it was an even battle. Steve had me bugging with the suits and shit. That shit was hard. And but, I... I my fault. Go ahead. Go ahead. My fault. Nah, go ahead. I think that Steve Harvey hosting it was the per- perfect person to host it. Like, yeah. you know, we all seen Kings of Comedy. We all seen, you know, his, you know, his little interludes and intermissions when he was playing like Earth, One and Fire. And Earth, One and Fire is clearly his favorite group. So I think that he was like the perfect person to um to commentate or narrate or host or whatever. Um, I saw a lot of comments early saying, yo, Steve, shut up. You're talking too much, this, that, and the third. And I think at the very beginning, I think it might have been a little bit too much talking because we were just ready for the music. They spoke for like 15 minutes before they really got into it. But um, I didn't mind the commentary in between. It was it was a good add-on. It was funny. And uh, I, I thought it was dope. Um, I thought he but, had to do that, though. Like, this is space it out because the, the verses would have been over quick. Well, it go back, back, back and forth, back and forth. Well, see, that's the difference, though, because I don't think it would have been over quick because Earth, Wind & Fire alone, they were saying, yo, if we play all of the music between, like, all of our albums, we'd be here for 10 hours. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think they would have ran out of... Well, okay, so in the beginning, the first half... (laughs) No, the first half. The first half, it was a lot of talking in between. When they did their little break in the intermission, then it was was no talking. It was kind of like back to back. And I think that's, you know, kind of how they set it up. And I and I, mm-hmm. I liked I liked that aspect of it because um, you know, you don't really get to hear from them really at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So to hear them talk and speak, um, it was cool. I think early on the sound might have been a little bit off for the oh, eyes. Yeah, yeah. Because because Ron, you know, he he was trying to figure out how close or far to hold the mic away and the guitar was a little loud but i I think they they worked out the kinks and i thought it was dope but uh see what was uh what was your takeaway from from the verses overall 
Um, I thought that they did a really good job. This was the first verses that um, I kind of felt like it could have went longer just because of the hits and everything and um, how long their music, well, you know, like their records were like seven or eight minutes long back in the day. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And um, I kind of wish that Earth, Wind & Fire, I kind of wish that they would have brought their instruments out too instead mm -hmm. of just having just like the Isley brothers do their stuff. But I mean, <laughs> what you gonna do? Yeah. Um, but Ron Isley looked good. <laughs> he looks good to be an old man. <laughs> Not the Mr. Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> he looked good. Nah, he, he changed it up. Like they have, I was like, yo, when I get that, I'm doing my shit gray or white, whatever that yeah. nigga got. That shit was crazy. He looked like a, a box. Like, Ron Isley was good. I was like, ooh, he looked better than he did when he was younger than me. Like, now. <laughs> he cut that he ponytail did. off. <laughs> and you know what? He wasn't scared. You know what has been prevalent in these verses, though? And I know people don't want to say it, but the R. Kelly impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was waiting for him to come out. I was like, R. Kelly needs to come out right come now. Out. Really? <laughs> he's in prison. He's in prison, but he's still a musical genius. Nah, no, 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 for sure. And people still can't F with him, like no. in a versus. Yeah. It should have been R. Kelly versus Ron, for real. Well, check it this out, be. right? Ron Isley is 70. He said he's 79 years old, yo. And he, he does like look, 56. He, he looks great for 79. Like, he, he still like sounds good. wife or something. You see his teeth? <laughs> he took off the shades, the hat. He was looking in the crowd. I'm like, yeah, he trying, he trying to soil some, some real oats. Like, <laughs> well, look, he, he was said looking he just, at somebody. He like, said he just had a kid um, that's 14 years old. So he's still, <laughs> he's still been nah, active. Violent. You know what I'm saying? He in the gym. To have a 14-year-old at 80 years old is crazy. <laughs> Still between <Bruh>. the sheets. Linens, <laughs> <laughs> for real. But look how he look, man. I'm telling you, if look, man. Nah, he is she. nasty, but that man look good to be old. It's nasty. So we're going to keep the suits on top. <laughs> see, not, not the Ron, the Youngs. Like, we got the silks on. And he, and he sounded good you know that's the, that's the that's the key thing and that was another testament to just like musical excellence because you know a lot you of times he... people don't sound like the records but when you have some of these legend acts like i don't know if y'all watched the um who was it patty labelle and gladys knight was that who it was when they did their verses i know it was gladys knight was it patty labelle did she verse? yeah it was patty labelle i didn't watch that I didn't watch that one either. I did see some clips. Um, yeah, and, I watched you know, that. I mean, they they sounded good as well. But that's my point. When you have these legacy acts, you know, they really showing everybody how it should be done. They came out with class. They look good. They sound good. They got legendary stories, and they got all of the hits. I mean, legit hits, not not B sides or they B sides with hits. You know what I'm saying? Like. Earth, Wind, and Fire, the first, the first round, and I, I feel like they were evenly matched. But I feel like the first round, Earth, Wind, they and Fire, up. first Earth, Wind, and Fire was up because they devotion. It was like I'm like, yo, yeah. they gotta come out with some shit, bro. Yeah, they, Earth, he jumped at the guitar. Was like, <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire was going crazy. I'm like, yo, nah. they haven't missed. And then the second round, the Isleys kicked up, 
it, it was great, man. I'm I was two stepping in the crib, my little glass of wine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was it was definitely a vibe. It was definitely a vibe. So what what you think about the time limit now? Well, I think that they extended it because they're so legendary and they had so much music. And I think it's Ghost, I, I think it's right. You can't limit them to 20 songs. Like it's it's not enough. Ghost facing them. They shit was like it started at nine. It was over like 12, 12 30. I'm like, yo, before versus used to be like two hours in and out. I'm like, damn, this shit like some. I I don't know if it's like recent, but I was like, it's going past twelve o'clock. Well, key, you gotta 12. remember, we're talking about we're talking about two legends from Wu Tang who've been doing yeah, it's it. Cool, since, but no, no, listen. Here for it. No, but like, no, but here's my point. My point is, they've been doing it since the early '90s as a group, and then they both have solo careers, so they have an extended amount of music. So they have yeah. the ability. To to they, oh they have the catalog to pull from. Everybody don't have the catalog to pull from. Like we have coming up, uh, Escape and SWV. They not gonna go past the limit because I don't I don't even know how they gonna pull twenty hits. Like I like their music, but nah, they gonna play their albums. Twenty <laughs> hits, like nah, I don't think they have twenty hits a piece. Like especially Escape, I think I think SWV has a little bit more music. Um, personally. Nah, Escape got more uh, music than SWV. Okay. Escape, you got writers on Escape. You got Candy, who's a writer, and you got uh, what's the face, Tiny, who's a writer. Mm. You got those people who wrote TLC, No Scrubs, who's wrote like different songs for different people. Um, she's they they write so, and not to mention like a lot of their other stuff that they did. They did like on soundtracks and stuff. So Escape, to me, has more music than SWV. So is it safe for you to say, see, then, uh, that you would think that they would come out on top because of that? Or you're just making the point that they have more music? Well, I know it's certain songs that um, Escape has that I res that resonate more with me than SWV and vice versa. So, I mean, I don't know who would win that because I can't. I would say that SWV was more so on the radio more mm -hmm. than um, Escape. Mm -hmm. um, Escape, you had to be an Escape fan probably to know their catalog. I would agree mm. with that. I would agree with that because, like you know, like I don't think any, I don't think Escape outside of who can I run to. Like I don't even think anything beats Weak. Like I think when <laughs> SWV plays Weak, I think that's a win in the bag. You know what I'm saying? But I think who can I run to is probably. The best thing that could rival that particular song, and I still the don't softest think place on earth is a great song too. But I don't even yeah. know if people. That's know a hard that title. That that's a hard title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, like, that's that song <laughs> is like softest one of my place. favorite songs by them. So I mean, you don't it, the softest place on earth, and then you got um, what is the other one that they have? They have a song with Keith Sweat. They have a couple good songs. As you being a female, this is like something you were looking for, or you would have been like, if you had, you could pick, you'd be like, I want those two to battle. You said what now? So as you being, you being a female, was this something you be, you was looking for, looking looking for, like if you could have picked, like I want those two. Am to I hype? Yeah, basically. Um, it's all right. It's not like I'm not looking forward to it. It's Mother's Day weekend, so it's kind of like a 
it's something that me and my mom could vibe to because we both love music and um, she's going to be with me. So, I mean, it's something that is enjoyable for that right there. Was I looking forward to it? No, I'm not. I'm really. I'm still waiting for Missy. I need Missy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they could have popped that off. I think I it's like coming. the more classical ones. Like I like, I mean, SWB and Escape. Yeah, I, I I like them, but I like more when it's just like so much music to pull from. Like the Isley Brothers, you didn't know what they were gonna play. Like they didn't play my favorite song. Like um, you know, and I was just like, damn, I wanted them to play what it. Song is like, that? Oh, whatever. Oh my god, Changes uh, too. Jesus, no. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm trying to think of it right now. It's um, once, once, uh, <laughs> once had your love or whatever. Once had your love and baby, and I can't let go. It's like my mom used to play that all the time. It's no, it's the Isley Brothers. It's real smooth. It's real good. Mm. <laughs> and if you listen to that song, that song was the song that they should have ended on. I mean, who's that lady is good too? They should have been played that. But nah, I, like that I like how I like how they ended. I thought they was gonna play like footsteps in the dark at the end, some crazy shit. But well, I, I you, you know what? I, I, I didn't you know like what? Last track. I, well, the reason why I liked it, but is because it got it gave it gave him a chance to to get off on the guitar because that guitar solo was legendary. And nah, that nigga got off on that guitar. That nigga <laughs> put his on the guitar. Yeah, I was like, Ernie Wallace. Yeah. I catch my Ernie Wallace. He was I never, I never saw I've, him. He was out of control. Like, I've seen people do that before. Like, that's no, a, him. He was out of control. <laughs> no, that was how Ernie used to dress back in the day? <laughs> Ernie used to have crop tops. And bell bottles were back in the day. I don't know if that was Ernie. <laughs> oh shit! It looked like him from the picture. That, his do rag was crazy. Last one he had. That glitter. man do. He is a do rag god. Yeah, he, he had. <laughs> he had the, about his do rag. He had diamond studded in his joint. <laughs> I'm like, real diamonds. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't no Instagram Whoa. filter. You know how the girls do the Instagram filter with the little sparkles? Mm. No, that was real. Real <laughs> crystals. Nah, he had me when he threw that shit behind his back. He swung that shit. I was like, yo, son gonna need Benga. He wilding right now. <laughs> he swung that shit. I think Earth, Wind and Fire's yeah. instrumentation is unmatched. Like, I don't Yay. think like I don't think there's anybody that's 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 rocking with that. Like there, when you hear those arrangements and a lot of those songs, like um that was pressure. Um, you know, a lot of those songs, HBCUs had a field day with a lot of those classic records, like. You know what I'm saying? And if you went to an HBCU or if you've ever just been to an HBCU football game or Battle of the Bands or or, or seen Drumline, like you recognized a lot of those songs because bands, that's a band's dream. You know what I'm saying? To 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 play stuff like that. So I I, I thought it was great. And that's that's one of my father's favorite. I think that might be his favorite group, if not What's his number track? one favorite, but that's definitely one of his favorite groups. What's, but what's it's so many samples, like yeah. they with both of them, like it's so many people who have sampled their music. That's why I'm just like, you cannot be a music lover if you do not know where like most of this stuff originated from. Like you can't possibly not love those two groups because they really like the nigga was like, I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote that. I wrote this too. Like, yeah, like and the songs wasn't trash. Oh no, Hardest you know what made me. Will yeah, make me like, go crazy? 
the Ron Isley one when they was like Jay Diller. Cause y'all remember you put me on that shit. The Jay oh, you're Diller talking shit. about you talk uh that, the Jay Diller. Well, it's footstep footsteps in the dark is what Jay Diller sampled, but I think it's won't do with the song that um that Jay Diller did um with that with that beat and he went he went crazy with that. Um, but Footsteps in the Dark is one of the most sampled joints, you know what I'm saying, in hip-hop. Obviously, Today Was a Good Day is probably the most notable one, but um, it was great, man. That shit was awesome. I So, like I said, I think that it's arguably the best one just for all of those reasons, um, and I know Versus started as a hip-hop thing, so hip-hop-wise, I still hold uh, Ghostface and Ray as number one, but musically overall, I think that this is this is number one. So great verses, great verses. But moving on, um, I did want to uh, first kind of like, I, I want to talk about X. Um, there was news over the weekend that DMX um, had an overdose and he suffered a heart attack as a result and was in the, in the hospital and ICU. He's still currently, um, in ICU as of the latest report that I saw. Um, so, you know, I know a lot of us was like, you know, praying and, and, and hoping that he pulls through. Uh, we know that he's um, battled with addiction for a long time. And, you know, we, we love X. Everybody on here has said X is in their top five, if not top five, the top 10, definitely. Um, Gert, I know you from YO, so X is, you know, he's everything. Um, as far as YO is concerned. Um, so, you know, what was some of y'all reactions, you know, when when you kind of heard that news? Gert, what, 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 was, what was your reaction? When shit like that get reported, I don't really like for shit like that to be reported because it's kind of insensitive to the family and, you know, um, what they may be going through, how they may want to spin the story or um shit like that uh these media outlets kind of need to give people let the family break the story rather than trying to be the first one with it or fucking you know that kind of shit um and then just the terms that they use um dmx ods i, I don't think and i look i'm not uh there i don't have first-hand information but just is just me and my brain i don't think dmx od if anything he was given a hot shot um you know they cutting shit with fentanyl and all of this shit now um i think it would have been more long like because ods means over overdose. overdose right well you you don't have to die from an overdose though no, no, no. But an overdose in my brain, and it just could be me, means you took more than you thought you was taking. Like you, you, you overdid. It was a bad batch. Well, yeah, a, a bad batch is different than somebody giving you some. Sh you go to buy some, and somebody giving you something different than what you think you buying. Well, yes. Okay, so technically, damn, if you yes, want to break that old detail, an over an overdose, yes, is literally what it says. And medically speaking, an overdose is having too much of whatever substance. Um, but I do also know that, and it doesn't make it right, but I do know that um, 
they classify it as an overdose, even if it's a bad batch or it's cut with the wrong thing or things of that nature. Because we know what's wrong with it. Um, <laughs> That's what they're going to leave with. Uh, yeah. I got to, but, but for me, you know, being that he... And not even, I don't want to make this specific to him, but, uh, you know, uh, well, it is specific to him. Like, he's battled with, and I don't want to say he's battled, like, the nigga get high. No, he's battled with addiction, Dirk. He, he's battled with addiction. That's, that's. When, when that's, you say battle, I, I, I don't understand. Like So he, when you're addicted to a substance, that means that you, the substance has a hold on you to where you, your body craves it and you can't help but to use but some it. niggas some niggas want to get high that's period. true that's true but that's and true some but niggas want to get high off shit other than weed absolutely so to say i don't like it's still an addiction though girl it's still i'm not an saying it's not i'm not saying it's not an addiction i'm I saying what Gert is saying like i get what you're saying as far as battle because you're saying like are you saying that he tried he's not trying to get off or he's not trying correct. to like Correct. stop it. So it's not a battle. It's a choice at this point. It's more Correct. so I want to get high. I like getting high. I like the feeling. Correct. But but do you but do you so you don't think that even in making the choice because okay let me ask this question let me ask it like this how much of because I know what a person says but that doesn't necessarily make it the absolute truth how much of um an addiction, how much do you attribute people getting high or substance abuse, whether it's alcohol or whatever, how much do you attribute that to choices and how much do you attribute it to the substance actually like calling yeah. them and, 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 it's, and it's they're a, not having a, a much of a choice but to use the substance? Like, It's a case-by-case like, case basis. It's a case-by-case case basis. No, generally, generally speaking though, generally speaking, if we're saying, let's use alcohol, for example, right? I, I, let's use me. I drink alcohol. Okay. Right? I don't battle with alcohol addiction. Okay. I like drinking. If I feel like drinking, I'm going to get a drink. If I don't, I'm not. It's not fucking, I, I don't have an issue to where I don't want to drink and then I drink. It. You know what I'm saying? It's all my personal choice. Right. But that's that's because you have control over the amount of consumption. Right. But some people abuse it. Right. Because alcoholics. Right. Alcoholics are individuals who have to have a drink. If they don't have a drink, they're not right. If they, if they don't, they're not happy unless they have a drink. As soon as they wake up in the morning, they got a drink. They drink all day. They like I the disagree. feeling of being drunk. No, that's what an alcohol. That's what an alcoholic is, girl. What is an alcohol? What is an alcoholic? Okay, so so you drinking every night, like before you go to sleep. You alcoholic? No, I think no. they're functional alcoholics. Whereas though, I think the alcoholics thing is more so like um, if you drink, you're drinking a lot at one time or whatever. It's not necessarily like you drink to get drunk. You can't drink socially. I think that's alcohol, being an alcoholic and having alcohol and like, you know, alcoholism. I think that's what that is. I don't think that you have to have one. I think that you it's just, just when you do drink. Yeah, like exactly. Like when you drink, it's like an overindulge. It's right. like you, you can't stop from drinking. Like, all right, I'll take one shot. They're like, nah, let's have five more. Like right. that's would, would you call you would it be an addiction if you do it every day or you space it out when you it do it? Well, yeah, that's it. Well, that's no. an addiction. I disagree though. 
So say you do it Monday it, and do so, it again Thursday. You so, you you add it? No. So look, right? If I have one glass of wine every night, am I at mm-hmm. it? No. So no. if I have what, what about two you glasses a of wine? If you have a glass of wine and you are drinking a glass of wine every night for like two months straight, and then you finally decide not to drink a glass of wine that one night, and you are, let's say you stay up or you can't focus or you can't do something, you're addicted to that glass of wine. And then you go back to that wine or something. I think that's an addiction. An addiction to me is something that you cannot like shake. Okay, so let me let me read this, right? It says, uh, this is as if it refers to like alcoholism or whatever. So it says it's a chronic disease ca- uh, characterized by uncontrolled drinking and preoccupation with alcohol. Alcoholism is the inability to control drinking due to both a physical and emotional dependence on alcohol. Okay. Well, so if that's how it's described, then, and if we're going- the person. It's you no, it's can't it definitely control it. right. It's, no, I, yeah, right. right. But that's what I'm saying is so if we're saying some okay. people can control it, like some people just want to get high, period. But I, I think there's a fine line with that because there's an that's an addiction, right? And if you're addicted to something, even though you want to do it because you want to do it because you like the feeling, right? We all drink, we drink socially, we like to drink, it's cool. I don't think any of us on this podcast enjoy the feeling of being droggy and drunk. Like that's not a good feeling to any of <laughs> us, right? Oh, but there yeah, are yeah. there are people out there who they that's like they that. Lit. They like that. You understand? And I think that the abuse of it and the the addict uh mixed with the addiction aspect, that's what makes an addict. So I'm so, saying if DMX is a person, and I don't want to, you know, what I'm saying because yeah, we, nah, we we're love talking that. in general. Like, well, well, general. I mean, we're talking well, in general, but it spawned off of the DMX topic. So I'm just saying not to, you know, really harp on X because we all love X, but just on the topic of addiction. And you made a statement saying that um, you're more of the belief that it's more of a choice as opposed to an addiction. Right. I am I'm challenging that because I think that. You know, he said how he was introduced to it. He said how he has been clean for X amount of time and he's wanted to stay clean. So so a person who is trying to not be, not have this substance have a hold over their life, but then they relapse and they fall back into their ways because of whatever reasons, I think that that would constitute as an addict. But you're- so so when you look at it right okay i don't want to have a drink no more and then one day i want to have a drink uh-huh. is that me being an addict or is that me changing my mind with my choice that's changing your mind as long as you don't abuse it because there's still a such thing as abuse that's all i'm saying so the abuse right. is where the addiction takes over that's right. what i'm saying so i so you know for me right I don't possess any uh, addictive behaviors, but um, I, I, I look at the terms. I mean, I, when I look at this, some good shit you could be addicted to. Right. Like some people are addicted to getting money. Some people are addicted to health and wellness. 
Some people are addicted to working out at the gym. You know what I'm saying? So if, if I'm addicted to, let's just say working out, right? And I don't work out for one day, is that considering me relapsing the next day I go to work out? So like I, I, the terms used with drug abuse and, but it, it, it's still addictive behavior, right? So we don't look at good addiction the same way we look at bad addiction. And I try to find the common ground. When I talk about it, if I want to say it for a good addiction, I try not to say it for a bad addiction. All right. So just to just to keep everything in its proper perspective, I just want to read what it says about addiction, right? So it Kurt, says Kurt froze up. It says addiction is a term that means compulsive, psychological need for and use of a habit forming substance characterized by tolerance and well-defined psychological symptoms upon withdrawal. It has been more broadly referred to as compulsive use of a substance. Um, so, and it's also uh, defined as um, a particular substance thing or activity, right? So to your point, you can be addicted to working out, but it's the compulsiveness that sends it over the top, right? So I, um, when you said you don't have an addictive thing about yourself, um, I would challenge that a little bit to just ask, because like you said, there's good and bad. Um, it doesn't have to be substance abuse. I mean, you could be addicted to sports. You could be addicted to getting fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I'm so, saying me personally. I, so nothing. I nothing. Okay. Nothing. But like, I, I look at niggas like LeBron, right? I would say LeBron is addicted to basketball. Absolutely. So would we use like OD? and shit like that when we talking about his basketball addiction? No, because an overdose is specific to substance. It's, it's specific to substance abuse. So to, over, to overdose is to have too much of the actual substance. Gotcha. Um, but you can still be overly compulsive. You can still have OCD, right? Because OCD is not just a person who likes to clean up all the time or you know, closes the door three times before they lock it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Over, overly compulsive can be applied to anything that you're overly compulsive about, you know? So I, I don't know. I think that maybe addiction has such a negative connotation on it that uh, most people don't want to subscribe to that. Uh, but I would, I would, I would bring the point up that uh, I think everyone has some sort of uh, something that they're compulsive I think, about. I think everybody has an addiction. Yes. 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 I, 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 That's I, safe I, to yeah. say. Good and bad? Not this guy. Good, That's good right. And bad. You good have and an addiction to money. You have an addiction to um, keeping a roof over your children's head. You have an addiction to like, I mean, yeah, that's it's just addiction. put in that's different responsibility. Yeah. Well, no, I, I would disagree with you a, a little a, bit, C. I would disagree. I, I wouldn't say necessarily. I'm just saying it's, it's an addiction. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I, no, all I'm saying is, is that like, all right, an addiction, the, the term addiction has a negative connotation. You think that is negative things. It no, doesn't have to be negative. It could no, be, that's what I was I'm saying. addicted to, 
Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. But you could be addicted. I think everyone is addicted to different things. Like you're addicted to um, good hygiene. You could be addicted to, you know, um, shopping. You could be addicted to uh, baseball cards. You could be addicted to different things. It does not have to be like, oh, you know, like how you were saying. But I just don't, I think everyone has an addiction. I'm not trying to say that, um, you might not see it as an addiction, but it is to some people. I think for me personally, I think that I'm overly compulsive about music and interviews. Like I, I pretty much everything that I do in some way, shape or form, music is intertwined with how I do it. Um, and I have to have it. Like, I don't, I don't really like to, I mean, I, I, I enjoy silence. I know how to be silent, but preferably I want music on at, as much as possible. So for me, that would be an addiction for me watching interviews of people that um, I'm interested in or topics that I'm interested in um, is sort, sort of a compulsion for me, like an addiction for information, if you will. Um, yeah, I was just know, thinking about that. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I like to, I like to learn continuously, and it's all day, every day. It's not just right now, or it's not just later on. It's all the time. So, I mean, that's what it would be for me. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you, C. And I mean, Gert. I mean, we can agree to disagree, but I do believe that everyone does have some, some sort of form of addiction. But nonetheless. Um, you know, prayers for DMX. Um, and we all hope that, you know, he's able to bounce back from this. Um, we definitely, you know, can't afford so. to lose another great. So I, I want to make sure that, you know, um, we, we, we keep the prayers real know, quick. Out for him. Yes. They're saying <laughs> that the uh, police is looking for the nigga that uh, sold him the shit. And it is a string of hot shots going on in that area. He's not the first one or the only one that caught uh, some hot shots. So um, they said he was brain dead. Is that yeah, true? That's, that's I don't up. think so. I think that that's seen pictures of reported. Him. Yeah, I seen pictures of him in the hospital holding up the double law. That picture, I believe, is a real picture. Yeah, I didn't know if it was real or not. I I, I saw a picture. Um, I don't know if it was that one. I saw a picture and I was like, I don't want to see this because I don't even know if this on the on the on the versus Swiss B said he was watching the versus. So I don't know. He said they got the TV on for. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I believe he's uh doing better. And the other people who there's only one person I believe that died off of it, but uh all of the other people are uh, doing better okay well that's good and we hope to hear more good news so speedy recovery yeah that's for, good for dmx Thanks. um all right so moving along uh you you mentioned lebron and um you know we've been hearing for a few years now that lebron is going to be doing space jam part two um and we really haven't heard too much about it. I mean, we heard it some years back, like we got sparing information like over time, but finally the trailer came out for Space Jam 2. I saw the trailer, uh, everybody on here saw the trailer? 
Yeah. All right. So, um, Key, what? Yes, what is. did you? What did you think about the the, mm -hmm. the trailer? The trailer is all I need. I don't want to see the movie. He doing too much. They doing too much, man. Like they fucking up classics, bro. Bro, for me, like he. I don't know. To me, I don't think Michael Jordan did as much acting as he's doing now. It was more like the characters was running the movie to me. Now it's like what I see with the trailer. It could be chopped up, but I think he's doing more acting than the characters. And I don't know. I ain't feeling that. But it might be different when we do see it. So, but I got thumbs down on it. Yeah, sometimes the trailers isn't always an indication of how good or bad the movie's gonna be. But I don't. I wasn't moved by the trailer. It didn't look like, oh, this is going to be dope. So, I mean, I will watch it. I will see and, you know, whatever. But see, uh, what did you think about the trailer? Um, I kind of thought, like, I, you know, I didn't have really any expectations on it because I kind of think that this is not for us. <laughs> we got to kind of, like, see. I'm sorry. I was just running somewhere. We just... <laughs> Kind of got to kind of got to see like where we were when Space Jam came out. We were young, like so we're grown and we're looking at it through a grown lens, and it's just like this is not for us. This is for that eleven or twelve year old that loves LeBron, and LeBron is there, Michael. So I'm not looking for it to be entertaining for me. I probably won't even watch it, but <laughs> it's for those kids, not for me. Well, you know, I thought about that when I was watching it. I thought about like, am I just seeing this through a different lens and because I'm an adult and whatever, is that a reason why? But then I was like, nah, because, you know, like I'm not the super animated fan, but I've, I've seen things as I've been an adult that were animated that I thought were good. Like, so I don't I don't necessarily think that it's that for me personally. Um, I just think that the trailer looked, it just didn't look all of that. It didn't look trash, but it didn't look all of that to me. And I'm going into it like, all right. Like, but um, <laughs> I, I, I will give it the benefit of the doubt. I will watch it. And, you know, it still remains to be seen. Gert, what were your thoughts? But are you going to, I'm sorry, are you going to watch it with the same lens that you like watch? Like, are you going to compare it to the first one is what I want to Oh, yeah. The graphics look better back then. The well, graphics look like they spent the bag back then till now. I was like, what y'all doing? I'll be um, honest. It's really difficult to, when you have a part two of something, and this is personal. When you have a part two of something, I try my best to be as objective as possible. But it's hard because you have part one to base it off of. You know, um, when, you had, when you had Rush Hour, and Rush Hour 2 came out, you was hoping that it was going to be just as good, if not better, than Rush Hour 2. Uh, even further back, when you had Beverly Hills Cop 1, when 2 came out, you was like, yo, I hope 2 was going to be better. Like um, They kept it up, though. No, they did. When you have certain albums and people have, you have the Blueprint. When the Blueprint 2 came out, people were expecting it to be just as good as the first one. So it's kind of hard not to... Um, compare it to what the standard was that was that was established um but out but you also kind of have to try because especially when it's this much time right we just went through this we're coming to america it was 30 years in between 
and you know it it's it's difficult to look at it through the same exact lens right so with space jam it's also a similar timeline it's been like 20 years so that's a cartoon but i feel like that comes with age though too because you're not in the same like you're not there that's not where you are so i kind of feel like it is if you're grown and these movies are happening while you're grown like my dad will probably still feel the same way about space jam as he did with this space jam like he probably I will still won't. watch space jam. Uh, yeah but that's what i'm saying like i feel like because we were kids it was it's nostalgic to us and we have a different feeling with it as opposed mm. to if you were a grown-ass man and you sitting over here watching space jam you ain't really gonna so, care about space jam. <laughs> well yeah, let me ask, exactly. let, 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 let me ask this then right because so, when you have when you have um a series like batman for example right batman been out since i don't know the the, I don't know, probably the 60s as far as like the 78. And the movies have been out forever, right? So you've had 10, 11, 12, 15 Batman. I don't know how many, but you've had a whole bunch of Batman. Some of them are better than others, but for the most part, Batman is a good series, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, for the first Batman that came out, um, I think that it still got better over time. I was a kid when the first one came out, but when the Dark Knight came out, that was just as fire. I think the Dark Knight is probably the best Batman. So I still think that you're able to yeah, Drew, separate. That's, that's you. What she's uh-huh. saying is somebody who's <laughs> older who caught them first Batmans might feel different about that. Like uh, mm-hmm. fucking... Uh, a real comic book head who was fucking with them comic books in real time, even though you think, because I think The Dark Knight might be the best one too, but um, if I ask my uncle, he might not feel that way. Mm-hmm. He might feel like the the Jack Nicholson Joker or one of them shit because he was in a different time period when them shits came out. Right. Mm-hmm. We feel that way. But see, here we're all talking about it's always going to be perfect personal preference right because it's so art. an error art, well not necessarily because art is subjective so you can love something like you think it's the greatest thing in the world i can look at or hear the same exact thing that you saw or heard and think it was the worst thing in the world so it's still subjective to the individual so you're always going to have that aspect but there's also something called a general consensus right and when we're referring to a general consensus i think just using a batman example i think a general consensus of batman would be that batman is a great series that always delivers when we're talking about something like this where you don't have as many things to pull from you only have one thing and now here's a sequel x amount of years later i think it's it's harder to separate the two and it's harder not to you know compare it to the standard that was already established and that's that's the only point that i'm making about the space jam thing i do agree that we're think, older but you know i think i think this one gonna be better i don't think lebron gonna let them fuck this up just because of the comparison to him and jordan and i do think they're going to introduce new technology with this new one but they PG thirteen um, too. Why it looks like well, that. there's some new shit that they gonna. LeBron let them fuck up his hair. 
So I don't think this is going to be, no. Mm-mm. They took out Pepe Le Pew or whatever. <laughs> like, nah, is this any indication of LeBron. his hairline? This ain't going to be good. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to see. We're going to see. And um, we might see. LeBron trying to fix it there. <laughs> God fucked up his hair. Tory Lanez oh. fixed it. No, exactly. They doing tricks and stuff out here. He need a better barber. They got this one where they put like this little like Raymond pack of noodles <laughs> on top of your head and give you a fade. And then you got waves on top. He needs somebody Ready? to do that. He need a wig or lace oh, or something. He need to do something. No, so he's I don't have faith in nobody who walking around like that. If you walking around in the streets eyes. like that, nope. I don't have faith in it. <laughs> He hooping. You can't don't all of these niggas who got their shit fixed ain't hooping. He running and sweating. And all so that that's what's ball. taking it out. The sweat nah, in the middle bro. of his head. Yeah. Nah. He can't do the Joe button. He can't do the Joe button in his shit. His yeah. He's gonna have all of that shit uh, off. Nah, got this sweat dripping all over his body. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he got the shit. um, he got the Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Word. That nigga can't do none of that shit. That nigga got like half the money in the world. You think if if these niggas could fix their shit, he wouldn't pay to fix his shit? No, he paid to fix it, but it just didn't work. It's, yeah, no, it didn't take because of the he NBA. I, and this is only my opinion, though. But it's because of the NBA shit. He running and sweating and shit. That he oh, can't fucking his shit not his shit not right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta sit down for a minute. That nigga can't sit down for a minute. Oh shit, got cool back his hairline. But that, if that's the only bad thing that you could say about a person, so be it. Like it don't matter. I just wish that he would just cut his hair bald. He'll be fine. He got a beard, but I just you watch. He just, you watch when that nigga stop hooping. That nigga getting braids. <laughs> that's nasty i hope not i hope not but keeping it keeping it in uh in the basketball realm um so over the last week um there was an exchange between kevin durant and michael rapaport and there was an exchange in their dms they were you know they was going back and forth in their dms and then, dms yeah and then um you know, Kevin Durant, um, you know, he said he was going to spit on him and all of these different things. And for whatever reason, Michael Rappaport leaked the messages. He screenshotted it. He put it out to the public, which I think, by the way, was a whack, super, super whack move. Like, you shouldn't do that. Like, that's corny. Because Michael Rappaport talks crazy. He talks reckless all day, every day to everybody. Um, so I don't think that that was cool. But... Um, Kevin Durant, well, really both of them received a lot of backlash about it. Kevin Durant was fined $50,000 by the NBA. Is um, it DMs? Well, did you, did they're, you they're calling it, they're calling it, I, I don't I don't know if they're calling it like something detrimental to the league, but something like with their conduct, similar to the That's NFL. That's my personal time. Wow. No, but you are a public figure. And when, even though it was something that was allegedly, you know, not allegedly, but supposed to be private, it's still behavior in public because it's on a social media platform. So you run the risk of the information potentially getting out. So you just have All to be- All this shit that they get in trouble for is on their personal time and they yeah. still be in trouble. They right. still be 
they you represent people up and get into trouble. When you crazy, when you man. are a professional athlete or well, let's keep it professional athlete. When you're a professional athlete, it's in your contract that you pretty much represent the organization at all times, on and off the court. Now, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. I'm just saying these are the stipulations. So you understand what you're signing up for. Now, you may not be ready for it. You may not subscribe to it. But it doesn't mean that if be you a do real something, you, that doesn't mean that if you do something that you won't be penalized for it. And this is a case where he's being penalized as an NBA representative, as somebody who's one of the most prevalent stars in the league. He has to be held or not has to be held, but he is held to a certain standard by his employer, which is the NBA. So, yes, it was a DM. Yes, it was supposed to be private, but it's social media. And you know that you're Kevin Durant. Like there's certain things that you just have to kind of try to guard yourself against. I'm not saying be perfect because we're humans and we make mistakes and we're flawed, but there's certain things that you have to kind of guard yourself against to avoid what's happening right now. So I don't know if it's fake news or not, but I heard somewhere that Durant was like, yeah, I told way worse to that nigga. and that was a normal exchange between the two of them. He just leaked it on some sucker shit. But um I, I huh? I did hear that, but I also saw Michael Rappaport on Skipping Shannon's show. And um he just spoke about this today. And he was saying, yo, me and him are not boys, we're not friends. We've we have talked and we have somewhat of a relationship, but we're not close. He said that at one point in time, they talked about potentially maybe doing some business together. That never fell through. He never had an issue with him, but they don't really, they're not friends is what Michael Rappaport is saying. So he was like, so for him to, basically he's saying that the straw that broke the camel's back was him saying that I'm going to spit on you when I see you. I'm going to spit in your face. He was saying for him personally, that was over the line. So I don't know. I don't know. I got you. He, What's he, over the line is that he always talks about people all the mm-hmm. time and he always says stuff to people and you just never know how they're going to react. That's over the line. Like you right. can't say what's over the line for you, but you sitting over there talking about his interview. You're going in on him for no reason. Like that is, that's a lot. People have to understand that you, even though they are athletes or whatever, they still are people and people don't like to be scrutinized for every single thing or every single aspect of their life. And that's not, it. you're saying that what he did and how he retaliated was over the line. I thought that it was hilarious, actually. I thought that it was well warranted because, and he just kept telling them to meet him at blocks. He was like, we be <laughs> like, <laughs> near, near the stadium, we be at this block, we be at that block. I thought it was funny, but I mean, at the end of the day, maybe now you'll learn to shut up or curb your mouth a little bit when you speak on his name. Maybe he, he won't no more. He won't. And he'll probably he take won't. that 50K. Oh, well, I'll take that for you to just like, for you to shut yeah. up. Yeah, that's the thing is that you're finding him, but you're, you're you know. Um, well, Michael Rappaport is not represented by an organization so there's no there's nobody for him to to be fined by but that doesn't mean that because he's he also spoke on that he said he has also faced certain repercussions business-wise from you know sponsors or companies who had something to say about his actions and he's having to deal with that as well 
So it's not blown up because he's not as big of a star as KD. So the bigger star is always going to get more of the brunt of the scrutiny. So I just feel like, um, yeah, it is, it is unfair. Um, yes, they are people. Yes, you can't, you don't, you're not responsible for how somebody reacts to something that you do or say. Like you don't get to, you don't get to police that. Um, I agree with all of those things, but it doesn't mean that they won't face the repercussions that they are facing because part yeah, of it. But is, I don't think that some people, sometimes I don't think they care. Sometimes I think yeah. that they are willing to take that on the chin and just say, I'll pay the fine. I, I really agree. just want to say what I got to say, especially if you got disposable income, because you just it's just like, all right, if I slap this person because he was inviting him. That's what I'm saying. He was inviting him to several different blocks in New York City. So he knew <laughs> that if he got his hands on him, he was going to have to pay some type of hefty fine. And he was mm -hmm. like, I don't I don't care. This is disposable. I, I got this in the retainer, you know, like I got money on the side for people like you. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out, but I, I, um, I don't know. That's just my, <laughs> that's my two cents on that. Did anybody want to add anything else, Key? No, I'm straight. Yeah. So, um, um, in in podcast world, right? Um, obviously we're on a pod. We do a pod. Um, we're all friends. The best pod out there. Say that and say it again. Um. But one of the more popular podcasts out there is the Joe Button podcast. And um, they've been going through, you know, internal problems, issues, or what have you uh, with their podcast members. Um, the story as it stands right now is or seems to be that Joe Button was touching Rory. Oh, no, that ain't it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy Yo, Gert, you nasty too yeah, that's, you that's real nasty, Irish, the Irish pub <laughs> <laughs> that is nasty Yo. I'm not putting that on him that's crazy oh shit um, but you know, you know friends go through things friends fight or argue or have disagreements but it's it does get a little sticky when there's business involved, when there's money involved. So though they had a podcast of three members, well, four, including Parks, but the main yeah, one, the main ones on screen was Joe Button, Rory, and Maul. And now Maul and Rory aren't on the pod. And according to Joe, it's because he told Rory um, not to, you know, maybe you, maybe you should take some time off because they weren't seeing eye to eye. Rory had made a statement, according to Joe, that, well, what if we're not friends? Because, you know, Joe Button was, they had an exchange on the podcast one time where um, Joe Button was saying, like, you know, Rory was inviting him to a fight. He kept saying, like, yo, we could fight. We could fight it out. And Joe Button that at one point was like, yo, like, stop talking to me like that. Like, I don't play with my friends like that. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. I don't play with my friends like that. And Rory responded, well, what if we're not friends? So Joe Button says that when he said that, he felt like he had to maybe take a step back and address the friendship before the pot. So he told Rory, yo, maybe you should take some time off, step away, you know, get things in order. And Maul was telling Joey, well, what gives you the right to say that who should and who should be able to come to the pot or not? And so I believe that 
Joe, uh, that Maul really is coming to the defense of Rory and saying, well, if Rory's not going to be on, then not gonna, I'm not going to be on. I'm going to stand with Rory. I don't want to choose sides. My question to you all is, how do you interpret the entire situation? So, Gert, what is your interpretation on what's going on with, with Joe Button and, and his podcast members? Joe Button said, if we're not friends, then get the fuck off my show. <laughs> that nigga said, oh, we not friends. Well, we not friends, get the fuck off my show then. Um, now, I think that their real problem is um, understanding worth uh, how much each member is worth. I, I, Key has said before that it was about money, and I didn't think it was. But um, the more Joe Biden keeps talking about it, the more I do believe it is about money. Um, they thought that they were, so it, it's them thinking they're worth a certain amount because they started the show with him and him having a different viewpoint of that because it's his show and him being the ticket of the show and the reason why everybody tunes in. Um, I believe this is the reason why he put new people there to show that I could have the same success with anybody I do this shit with. Um, this is why I chose to do this instead of rapping. And I think that's where the problem is coming in at is just um, understanding worth, value, and all of that kind of shit. Okay. Uh, C, what's your interpretation? Okay. Um I I um, agree with Gert. Um, when it first started, I said that it was about money and it was about ownership. Um, because when uh, Maul said to Joe, like, what, um, who gives you the right to tell Rory, like, not to come in that day? I'm like, his name on a marquee. The, the fact that it says the Joe Button podcast featuring <laughs> Rory and all that's the that's what gives him the right. And I think that they have a misunderstanding and a misinterpretation of where they lie. I don't know. I know they all feel like, yeah, we are uh, we help build this. We help do this. We help, you know, do whatever. But he's the draw. And like um, Gert said, he could bring anyone in those chairs. And like the podcast now to me is a little bit better because they're a little bit more honest. They're not protecting business relationships because these other guys don't have no business relationships with anyone. And so they're able to say how they feel. They're able to, you know, um, just go run over the mill and just say whatever they want to say. Like they're able to keep it real. And most of the time, some of their takes are what I have to say as far as, cause you know, I have no business relationship with these people either. So you're just getting a more honest, a more honest approach, I would say. Um, and I just hope and pray that it didn't break up their friendship because that can happen in business. So you would hope that you could still be friends with this person, even though your business did not work out. I got a question for y'all um, about this. Do y'all think that this was his initial vision for the pod and it kind of lost sight of this um, and having, uh, because they used to be more along the lines of what they are now when Rory and uh, Maul first started and then they kind of switch. Mm -hmm. So my question is, do y'all think that this is Joe's vision for his podcast anyway? 
But what vision are you referring to? Uncut. So the new raw? nigga day is a little bit more raw and uncut and not as polished. Facts. And, um, you know. Yes. To just how do y'all feel? To answer your question, I do think that, you know, Joe Button is an artist who has prided himself on vulnerability, transparency, honesty, you know, giving you everything. And so um, most people, most people talk behind closed doors one way, but when they get out in public, they're another way. They're more refined. I think Joe Button was trying to kind of illustrate how you know, his friends have these conversations and they, he, I think he was hoping to um, explore that transparency on air in front of people for the world to see and give some of those raw, uncut, unfiltered um, takes. So I do think that is and was his vision for the pod to kind of give that raw, unfiltered perspective. But Key, what, what is, first, what's your overall take on what's happening? And then secondly, do you think that this is or was Joe Button's initial uh, vision? How it's going right now? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I like it better. Um, it sound bad because I was fucking with these niggas heavy. <laughs> like when you first put me on a couple years ago, it was like, it was raw, it was authentic. And then they started getting like, it started getting like real political to me. Like niggas wasn't really say what they could say. They was holding back. I'm like, man, say that shit. They can't say what they gotta say because they got connect. So I think it started getting crazy after um, Young Irish. He changed to uh, the Duce Palooza. It was when it was Henny Palooza. Everything went. Everything like that shit was free spirit. <laughs> yo, niggas was wild and I'm just hyped. Like I was driving the truck four hours to listen to them. Now it's like, yo, I be skipping podcasts now. It's like, man, fuck that shit. Like. I don't know. They just dare to be there. So with these the new Palooza moves, like, that threw you off. Yeah, like you could <laughs> with me, you could tell shit starting. They couldn't really say too much because now hove involved. Like niggas, they couldn't really say what they want to say now. And I was like, damn, niggas biting their tongue now. So that's whatever. But that was a couple of years ago. So now it's like with these new dudes, it's like it's more exciting for me because they talking shit like how I've been talking shit. So I'm like, I'm fucking with it. So them coming back, I don't know. Is, I don't know how he's gonna do it. I don't know how he's gonna do it. Now is these substitute is these substitutes that's go harder now being raw. but I don't think they coming back. Yeah, I don't think they coming back because it's like I don't need y'all now. Now it's gonna be some hype beat shit. Like the young kids fuck with fuck with Iris and, and, and Big's little brother compared to what we fuck with now. So it's like it's like an age barrier I'm feeling now. Like and do you know. feel like do you feel like this was his initial vision for it to Hell be? Hell yeah, it's it's full circle now. Like these is my niggas, they talking shit. Like, yeah, yeah. It went back to that. What I will it, it got lost. I think I think they coming back though. I think they he had it's to open, be all of them. I think he <laughs> had to open his books to their attorneys, is what I think uh the hole up is. I think um Joe Button had to open his books to their attorneys. He kind of alluded to that when he was talking about, um, you know, he was talking about that shit one day. He alluded to. Well, yeah, when he was talking about his his attorney, Corey, or whatever. I think yeah. that's his attorney or his manager. He's somebody important. And he was like, well, Corey can't be on anything. He can't be on any type of books or any type of anything because they think that he was paying 
they thought that he was paying him or something. It was just a lot of coded stuff that you had to keep up with. So here's what I think. I do. I don't think, think that it's effed up. It's money, trust, everything, friendship. That's everything. Man. I think at some point in time that I think they will return to those chairs. Now, for how long, I don't know. But for the sake of the culture, for the sake of everything, and to quote unquote save face, I think that at some point in time, they will return to those chairs. Um, but what I will say is, I, I agree with y'all. I like it better now. And part of it is, there's nobody on there being too cool. Look at Parks. He's kicking up now. Maul is somebody. <laughs> see, you have to also, you know, to y'all point of relationships, Maul is Big's brother. Um, and you know, Biggs is one of the founders of Rockefeller, which of course is connected to Jay-Z. Maul is connected to Jay-Z. Jay-Z is like the biggest force in the industry. And I think that Maul is, he's always, he's always saving face. Like he's always, and I think he speaks from the perspective of, I don't want to say nothing that's gonna ruffle feathers with family or or anybody that's connected so i think that now with these guys like you said they don't have that they don't have that cloud hanging over them they can say whatever they want be who they are and it it, it turns out to be good content for me keep it keep it 100 you don't think with them previously they was running out of like the hyping material because to me it was like yo that's big's little brother this dude over here running with henny Poole, like Joey Joe got like everything he need right now to keep it going. He got that, yo, where where they connected because you know how they connected. Now it was like I think they was running out of material. Like it wasn't too much to talk about no more. Well, well, here's the thing though. We do a podcast, right? So the energy, energy. So it's all about energy because topics are topics, but it's all about yeah. how you communicate and how you, you know, what I'm saying curate that 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 content. I think that it's not so much, yeah, you have slow weeks where you don't have as much to talk about, but that's when you have to, if you subscribe to being on a podcast, that's when it's your job as a podcaster to make it work, to figure it out. So every podcast, you're not going score 50. You know what I'm saying? Some, some podcasts, you're going to drop 15. You know, sometimes it's not going to be the greatest show you've ever done. I mean, yeah, you want to put your best foot forward but it's not always going to be great. Nobody is great every single time. So I don't think it's so much the things that they had to talk about. I think it was the lack of enthusiasm about talking at all. You know, you can tell when, you know, music came out. Oh, I, I didn't hear that. When the show, A lot of that. you know, when a, a show, when a show aired, that's big, like, you know, power or something that, you know, the culture is all invested in at the same time. Oh yeah, no, nah, I didn't see it. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, I didn't this. And it's like, well, you do understand that we get paid to come in here twice a week. We have a big audience, over a million people. People look to us to comment on this information. So if y'all aren't invested in paying attention, then that shows that you don't really care. And I think Joey was dealing with that as someone who's trying to push it forward and take it to the next level. It's like, yo, we got a big platform. We can't have the luxury he of was not caring. always saying that. Like, uh, Y'all got nothing to talk about? I kind of disagree <laughs> with that a little bit, though. Give me more. Um, as far as the um, not having topics and shit, I think they, they, 
I don't think they ran or out having of, topics. Uh, I don't think they ran out of shit like that. It's just as the so they were doing that show for free. Everybody doing the show for free. Nobody got no problems or none of that shit. And then money came. So when money comes, it came in all different directions, right? So now you're being paid for walkthroughs. You're being paid for all of this other shit that you couldn't fathom and you start to lose sight of what it was that put you in that position to get that other money, right? So if you a nigga like, uh, you know, both of them niggas, uh, Rory, Maul, all of these niggas, you starting to get booked and let's just say now, all right, you gotta do the podcast on Monday, but niggas is paying you 10,000 to be in fucking Houston Sunday night. Do you not take that fucking, you know, you turn down that bag or do you go do the podcast? It's shit like that, I think, that was starting to get in the way. Um, them becoming successful in their own right and remembering what the fuck put them to, you know? So it's like, it, it, it that's but a- But if you have a contractual obligation and right. it says that you're supposed to be here every Monday and every such and such for this salary, you have to be there for every day of that salary. That's what you agreed upon. If Period. you don't have a contract and you're not signed and you are a free agent, you are able to snedaggle some things and do some things that benefit you and your pockets. You so, can't sit here and just say, oh, I signed a contract, but I don't like the way this is set up. I got something now. They have to work around you. You got to ride that out. I, I, yeah. so, so when you're talking about Joe Button, Right, Joe Button is the king of kind of not honoring contracts. Right, so in the past, but right, most, right, right. So, but most, re- but mo- but we got to say that because because most recent with the no, Spotify right. with the Spotify deal, they fulfilled their even, obligation. Yeah. But I think even before that, that I think even but from them coming up under him and his umbrella is like, nigga, you the one that taught me fuck this contract. So it's like how you, you know, it, it's growth in but different directions. I, I got to challenge you, though, because like I said, he's had that he's had that uh, reputation, if you will, in the past years ago. But I'm saying as, as it relates to the podcast, they haven't experienced that. They, I'm they, agreeing. No, I'm agreeing with that. But I'm saying so then if you OG, if you OG big homie and you my man. And I've been, I watched you, I was your friend through the slaughterhouse shit where you saying, fuck this contract, let's go somewhere else. If I was your friend through the Dev Jam deal, all of these other entities, I may be still looking at this the same way and you're not looking at it like that no more. This is your shit now, this is your entity and you're running your business different. So now, whereas, you was on this side with me. Now you're, you know what I'm saying? You become the corporation of niggas saying, and he alluded to that. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, you know, I'm, I understand their plight. I was there, mm-hmm. but it's like, now I'm not there, but your niggas still might be looking at you like, yo, you, but one, you change. One point I so will respect say- it. Huh? So you saying they don't so respect I, it? I, me personally, I think they're both right. I think fucking Maul and Rory are right, and I think Joe is right. 
I think they're just looking at it from two opposite sides of the coin. If you help build the platform, you looking like, nigga, I helped build this shit. Right. And he's looking at it like, yeah, you did. It's how he mentioned the insecure shit. It's like, yes, Issa Rae can continue to keep doing insecure, but she has to move insecure out the way to open doors for other shit. So the I don't think it was so much of that. I get what you're saying, but he was trying, like with the insecure stuff, he was saying it wasn't just insecure that got him this bad. It was multiple things that got her that bad. What he's saying is I have the pull up. I have the revolt show. I create content like clockwork. I have this podcast. And so the fact that they want to give us or Spotify, whoever wants to give us the bag, they see all the stuff that I'm bringing to the table. You guys are bringing this to the table, but you're not bringing other things. I'm trying to move you into other spaces and you're not trying to go. And then I think they seen how he was spending the money with the women, the women, it takes a lot to move men, women around. A lot of men will tell you that. That's why some men don't even want to sign women because you got to get their hair, their nails and all that stuff done. And it's got to be set up nice for women. And Rory alluded to that. He said, yeah, when I go over there, it's nice. They got a nice little setup over there. You know, they get catering. They get this, <laughs> that, and the third. He was, because I, even though it sounds like it was passive aggressive, it wasn't. It was more so like, I see how you are treating these women and you're giving these women something, you're giving them the bag because they're not paying for that. That's in their contract. You think they don't have that paid for, their hair and their nails and all that other stuff to make them look good in camera? They are getting that from that guy because it costs for them to move around. So is so, this a case? is this a case of people not understanding their roles and their place? So, mm-hmm. but what is there? Yes. That's the thing is but you, but their, their roles. No, no, no. What, 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 what I'm saying is what you may feel my role is may not be what I feel my role is. So we gotta you, go back to the table and regroup. But that's so crazy but, though, but see, because yeah. I never I never get confused on that. Like, okay, so prime example, like let me just say this, and I'm not saying this to be shady or anything, but I didn't put this podcast together. Jerry's put this podcast together. It's literally named Life As I See It, which is his uh, name on Instagram. If he chooses to say, hey, I want to sign a deal with someone for this podcast, he could ask us or whatever, but he really does not have to. You get what I'm saying? Because so now, he is the so, person who... So what you're saying is 100% correct, right? So when... Yeah, you, so that's but why look, I'm so confused But no, look, but, but watch this, right? So now when you look at Rory and Maul, if that is the case, <laughs> right? This is the Joe mm-hmm. Button podcast. This is your shit. You put it together. If niggas is offering me 10, 20,000 over here, then why do what makes me stay committed to that and then not be the like contract? The contract. That's what makes uh, you exactly. But but I could say fuck the contract. The one that you he tried to run off on the plug. <laughs> no, it's, but that's yeah. how some some niggas could say, all right. I got the contract, but fuck the contract. But now you wind up losing more doing that. But now I have to sue you. I have to sue my friend because you're you're definitely not following your contract. So now I have to sue you because you're not following an obligation that you signed. You signed this at your own free will. You were here all these times. Now you just don't want to be here. But not to, uh, I don't know this to be true 100%, but uh, it's to my understanding that uh, DMX has in his contracts that he signs 
you can't sue him for being late. He's probably <laughs> definitely going to be late. <laughs> he's not giving no money back if he's late. I don't know if that was forever or just on well, one tour or some shit. Well, but I'm the, just saying, some but, people really feel like, fuck the contract. No, you're, you're like, right. You're right. And I mean, if that's the case, you just have to face legal repercussions. But back to um, the point of even this podcast, the, the thing, or I think he asked, like, what's, what's their roles or something like that. My thing is, um, everyone, I mean, you have to look at it like a team because it is a team. It's literally a team. And everybody's not the quarterback. Everybody's not the point guard. You know what I'm saying? So there are positions that each person holds. There are strengths that each person holds. Um, it, as the leader, it's the leader's job to kind of find out what the, what the other teammate's strengths are and play to those so that as a team, we can all collectively win together. But um, as the teammate, the teammate doesn't always, they aren't always receptive to that. We see that on teams all the time. With wide receivers, they feel like, hey, I'm open, why didn't you throw me the ball? This guy can't hold me, why didn't you throw the ball? The quarterback may have seen something else. The quarterback may be wrong for missing you because you might've been open and damn, my bad. So you always see that, but you have to understand that regardless of whether you want to accept it or not, people have positions and each person, in order for it to work properly, each person has to play their position. So it, it, it to some degree. All degree. Because right? it's so a team. No, look, it's a team. No, look, let me, so just watch this, right? If you look at LeBron James, Right. Okay. When LeBron James goes to the to any team, he becomes the team. Right? If fuck your GM, fuck all of these people. I know the pieces I need to get it done on the court. So I need to be running the ship. If you allow me to run the ship, I'm gonna get it done. Right. right? But, he's, that, but he's the leader. That's, that's the he, same thing he just said. Right. He's the he's the leader though. He's the leader. Right? That, but it's certain people's value. Huh? As, as the leader, as the, yeah. as, as the leader, he is the one who's saying, okay, I'm the one who can decide what makes this, this ship run the best, right? Yeah. And, and as the teammates, they have to subscribe to that. They have to trust him and say, okay, Brian, you're the best player in the world. You've won championships. You have the experience. I trust you. I am going to now allow you to lead. And I'm going to play my position when my number is called. Exactly. Because it has worked. So, But I I'm not talking that... about, no, I'm not talking about LeBron and teammates. I'm what? talking about LeBron and upper management. Like the coach, the fucking GM, <laughs> the, the, nah, Gert. so, so I, Gert, could you get in, you get in, you get in, you get in too specific no. with this. No, listen, no, no, listen, no. listen, 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 no, hold on. You listen, just real quick. Let me tie it all back together. Rory and Maul may be feeling like they're LeBron. They can't be. I, There's no way they feel like that. There's no this way is, they can be. That's, that's y'all opinion. That's they don't feel like that, Gert. You know they Yo, don't you, feel like that. No, I do. I do think they feel like that. You think they feel like they're they running the show? Yes, I believe. It's called the is. Joe Button Podcast yes, featuring but Rory I, and Maul. There's a break in communication. The break in communication came from them feeling a certain type of way. 
And from my perspective, from the outside looking in, I feel like they feel they they bring more to the show than Joe Button wouldn't be able to do that show without them. It's how they feel. Oh. My personal opinion. They could they could maybe feel like they could maybe feel like you can't do this without us. They could maybe that's, feel like that. That's my that's the same shit. But but that kind of overthrows the point of team because somebody has to be the leader. Somebody like there's always someone who is the coach, the leader, the teacher, the principal, the GM, the owner, the the supervisor. Like there's always going to be a chain of command. So these are grown men. They understand yeah. how chain of command works. I, I, I disagree with that. Okay. No, well, I don't think they do because I think it's a lot of male ego that's going on around here because that's true too. they should know that I'm not the draw. Like certain times you just know like, that's all right, I'm not the reason why people are tuning in. It's a collective. It's a team effort. Just like you said, like. So I watch just, this, see, real quick. If you look at the Joe Button podcast, the numbers on the Joe Button podcast changed when Maul was inserted to the Joe Button podcast. That's a yeah, right. The numbers went up, right? Right. So I could see him feeling like, nigga, I'm the reason why the numbers went up. And if you ain't fucking with Rory, I'm gonna stand with him. I ain't fucking with you and watch your numbers go back down. Mm -hmm. They didn't go up till I got there. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying is the real reason why his numbers went up, and I'm not saying it like that, but because tax went to jail. Cause I used to watch tax tone, uh, listen to his podcast, and that's a tax, fact. Tax these are all and, and he went to jail. No, I'm just saying. He went right. to jail. Jerry's told me, you need to start listening to the Joe Button podcast. I never started listening to that until after I didn't have anything else to listen to on Wednesday. So then I started listening to Joey. And that's what I like right now. It's like a lane opened up because tax was real. I, we could say it, it's a million different variables. I don't I think the that numbers, is the main one. But I don't think the numbers went up because of... Uh, Cause of all, cause of all. But I'm just saying, from his perspective, him looking at it, he may feel that, and he has evidence to support that. So all I'm saying is, where you say there's no way this nigga could feel like that, I I challenge that with that. Is all I'm saying. I, well, I think I, I'm agreeing because huh? I don't want to go in circles. I'm agreeing that they may be, they may believe that they um, have more value than then they are being shown maybe they they could believe that um but they should say the, that too because you know you never want to argue someone how they feel about their value you know right, so right. it's kind of like a sticky situation so with I, that. I, you know i i get that but at the end of the day i don't believe for one second that they believe that they're more valuable than joe Biden. there's no way there's no way that they can believe that why why not because they on on that platform, right? On the Joe Button podcast, if they're I'm not on, going. They're not going for people, right? Casual, casual fans and listeners, right? Casual fans and listeners are going or listening because of Joe Button and his takes. He's animated. He's loud. He's boisterous. He's controversial. He's all of these things that he's always been, 
and people tune into that because people like chaos ball provides a certain amount of balance and he does have value and I'm looking I, at it from your perspective no i like that's that's the only one that i have that's that's right. what i'm saying i'm I'm saying, I'm saying what i think and you're saying what you think what you think no i'm just saying how these niggas could feel i'm just saying hypotheticals on what could make these niggas feel the way they feel that's all i'm saying i don't i don't got no nickel in the quarter i know fucking egos uh, make niggas do some wild shit. That's Absolutely. all I'm saying. And especially yeah. if you got numbers to support it. Like, if, if and not to just stay on the shit, but if you look at Joe Button, right? How many times has Joe Button been right about some shit and never been able to execute it? Like, you know what I'm saying? If, if you look from Joe Button TV way back then, the loving, all of the shit that he's been first with and never executed properly if these niggas was really around him they may feel like nigga i'm just as dope as you i could go make this shit this shit is easy so i, I don't know i just think their egos and what they feel like they bring mean something to them yeah well um moving on right um i do want to uh bring this up so uh, there was a situation with, um, I think it was Lil Uzi and um, one of the city girls, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they had like gotten to some some sort of argument or disagreement or whatever, and Lil Uzi was talking a little reckless to, um, I think it was uh, Young Miami, and. Um, Young Miami is in a relationship with Southside, which is a producer from 808 Mafia. Um, and so there was a little bit of talk online about the fact that, first of all, Southside came out and was just like, yo, don't be talking to my girl like that. Like, you don't say nothing to her. Like, don't talk to her like that. And then he gave reasons outside of them being together. Like, yo, I, I saved your life. I, I'm the one that got your chain back. I stopped these niggas from beating you up. Da, 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 da. Like, so remember who you dealing with. Like, don't say nothing to my girl no more. Don't be talking crazy out your mouth to her no more or else you're going to have to see me. So off of that specific situation, I just wanted to ask the question. Um, um, do you feel like um, or how would you feel if like your girl's best friend or boyfriend um yelled at one of your girls you know what i'm saying like how would how would you how would you handle that girl like if if you if one of your mans was arguing with your girl and talking crazy cursing out of this that and the third um what would be your reaction if any like how would you feel i don't know that kind of shit like i don't know that kind of behavior so it's hard. I know, me neither, but I'm just saying, just like, hypothetically. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to put myself in that shoes because I'm not really. <laughs> try, my nigga, try. I, I'm saying, yeah, I, I, like, if your girl was hanging out with another, if she had like a best friend, and one night her her dude screamed at your girl, you weren't there. How would you feel? If my girl was hanging out with her best friend. Yeah, and, and her best, her friend, best man. friend man was talking crazy. And you knew he uh -huh. wasn't like that. You knew he was a punk. You didn't help him get out of some stuff. 
I it, I wouldn't go to the internet. No, I know that. I know no, that. no. I it happened, on the, it happened it, on the internet. That's the only reason why he I went would, to the internet. I would pull up and have a conversation, or I would call, depending on how that shit went. And but I'm not like I, I I'm not the nigga to call a nigga and check a nigga. That's not my thing. Like so, if it's <laughs> to a point where like hands need to be put on somebody, then I, I go straight to that. I'm not finna call you and be like, yo, why you was talking to my girl like that? Like that's. Uh, I don't know how to do that kind of shit. It's, if it's, it sounds weird. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, hey, yo, I, don't be talking to my girl like that, no boy. Yeah, like, what? that shit is, like, uh, yeah. I don't Give know. me his number. It's arguing over the internet. It's almost kind of similar to even, like, the, the KD thing. I mean, I'm not about well, to have like, a full-blown argument with you on social media typing away, like... Or even know, on the phone, like playing telephone gangster, like that's. But I mean, when you see him, would you would you approach him, like on some stuff, like yo, let me I talk would. to you. I would. Okay. I'm not like nah. I would. If, if, if you're being disre- if you're being, if she felt disrespected, and you then had we gotta to hear fight. that all night long. Yeah, but that's a pro- that that falls into the category of approaching him. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not coming. No, you're to not fault, gonna though. fight. You're not gonna say anything. Like, yo, she felt disrespected. Why? Like, you're not gonna. I'm see going him. straight. It, it's all straight yeah. It's already it's already it's already established. You're just gonna fight him. It's disrespect. Yeah. Damn, so, I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> nigga. Yo, you better apologize to my girl. Like, but because that's a fight. Because you're not gonna tell me what I better do. Yeah. So why even have all of that extra dialogue? Like, yeah. But nah. I don't even think that it's like a you better apologize to her. Say that you say okay. Say this right because he knows your background. He knows what you did. So let's say he he gets smart with. He gets smart with her. And then when you come around, he's just like, oh, yo, man, I just want to apologize to you because, you know, I was kind of mad the other day that's and it. I kind of took it out on your girl. That's cool. You- that's that's okay. different. But even even that is weird. Like, like I don't, I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm the talking. I'm not big on talking. Like, and I'm like, if you. But it's like if you had a disagreement and a nigga said some wow shit, stay away from the nigga. Like I'm a nigga that you could say what you want, just don't put your hands on me. Like all of the fucking face fighting that people do, I'm yeah. cool on all of that. Nigga could say what he want. What the fuck is you over there with him for? Get away from him. Now if it, True. you know, if, if if a nigga is going, you know, going like if he, if he, yeah, if he, if he yelling at her, cursing at her, calling her bitch, shut up, shut up, like, you know what I mean, wilding, like, that's, 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 that's different. but no, but that's, that's what we talking about, though, we're talking about that, we're talking about that, like, he was going in on her, and, you know what I'm saying, you called her a B, I, think I don't, just I don't, shut up. but it's like, but oh, that, no. even that, like, that's disrespectful, I, I would have an issue with it, is basically my, my take. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I've been through that situation before where I had to stop it because I got smart with someone at work. It was warranted why, what I did, what I did. But he was a little, you know, whatever. And <laughs> my, <laughs> he was, he wanted to be, he wanted to be me. So I had to tell him what it's like to be me. Like you won't because you, you got all that mouth. A lot of them got that mouth. And so I had to 
say what I had to say. And I wasn't disrespectful. It was just it, what that person did, his actions were rude. And so my, um, you know, my man wanted to go handle that. He wanted to go catch that fade. And I told him, don't worry about it because it's not worth it, you know? But see, not, that's what people don't understand, right? Is when two men get into it, the chances of somebody losing their life <laughs> increases drastically. Yeah. Like that shit. So to avoid those kind of confrontations is best because that shit could go left really, yeah. really fast. You know what I'm saying? It's like you what you think? Either way, you think you're gonna go get somebody to beat me up or I'm just gonna go beat a nigga up and then it's just going to And then that's right. it? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's not it's how that works. Right. It's a domino effect, yeah. But I even feel that way even with women to a certain extent. It's not ever that situation. It's not ever that clean. Like, oh, okay, well, we fought, we not fighting no more. Like there, at some, to some extent, women do the same thing. Like, I feel like the hood, the hood mentality, you do the same thing. Because if you jump me, all right, I'm going to come back with my cousins, we're going to jump you. Somebody might actually die. Like, I mean, it doesn't, it, it, it just doesn't go well. And my thing is, if I feel like I've already handled this situation, like I already spoke my piece on it, and yeah, he might have got off, like if I was in young Miami situation, yeah, he might have got off, but all right, so what? I don't want anybody to get hurt. So it is what it is. We all successful. There's no need for that. Yeah. Well, well, um, <laughs> prayers to everybody involved. <laughs> but was his diamond on his face when he was saying all this? I don't think he can take it out, see. It's in there. Oh. Snatch that shit, see? Or just pluck them. I just thought that it was just, I didn't know that it was like implanted in his face. I don't oh, know. It's in, it's in his forehead. I, don't I never look at him. I never look him in his face because it's scary yeah. there. It's a yeah. scary place. Scary there? Yeah, yeah. It's a scary place. But um, yeah, guess. man, Um, that's that's all I got on that. Um, Oh, so, so we had a segment on here that I want to keep up. Um, We haven't done it in a while, but it's a did you catch that? um and um for me uh the what i wanted to present uh the did you catch that was based on the cameron drink champs interview um something cam said on drink champs was something that i had heard for the first time and it was on the topic of why rockefeller broke up nori asked him and one of the things that cam said was he thinks that Jay-Z was trying to distance himself from Biggs because he didn't want to break bread with Biggs anymore. He didn't want to bust down the pot and, and have to get money with Biggs anymore. So um, it was something really quick. They didn't harp on it. Um, and that was my, did you catch that? And I was just kind of wanted to ask what y'all thought about that, if it's true. Um, so see, what, what, what's your, What's your take or thoughts on that, if that's true? Damn, Dane made millions. <laughs> Dane made millions. Did he I say mean, Biggs made millions? He he did. Did. Yeah, he said. Yeah, he said Dane made millions. Biggs, 
I thought it was beans. He didn't it say might, Biggs. He said he beans. He made millions. Damn yeah, it. Might have been, it might be beans. Yeah. Yeah. He beans will tell you beans. if he wasn't in his feelings. No, that's what he said. I, I got to go back. I got to go back. <laughs> I don't think he said Biggs made millions. So he this might, might have some truth to it. Got some validity to it. Yeah. Now that you couldn't think about it, um, <laughs> I never thought that he was trying to keep Biggs out of the pie. I always thought it was Damon Dame's attitude. Um, but so Dame's attitude kind of got him paid. Dame's attitude and not fucking listening to people is what ultimately got them the business deals that they did get. Yeah. Yeah. It, it but- really was even between all three of them because allegedly Biggs is Biggs money is what started everything. Um, you know, allegedly. Which is- but that's kind of hard to believe if everybody is saying Hove had money. No, then. but but Biggs nah, I, was a you. big. They saying Biggs was a big time hustler. He kept a low yeah. profile, but he was the one, you know, getting money like that, whatever, whatever. And a lot of his money is what was the initial startup money. Not to mention that Biggs has said countless times on different interviews that the lifestyle that we saw was Biggs. That was him. Like he was providing the. The lifestyle so the champagne the all of that the flashiness yeah all of that flashiness was said to be bigs but dane to your point also provided the business aspect getting in there in the trenches with the ceo screaming on them making sure the business is right the contracts this that and the third and hold with the talent so it was a it was a even but, exchange but wait no if if what i'm saying is it's been documented that hove was hustling Correct. Had money before rap. Correct. So if he had his own money uh, and he was the talent, uh-huh. it would make sense for him to say, "Wait a minute, why are we paying this guy this much? I got my own money." You know what I'm saying? How did he put up the money if Hove had fucking drawers full of money at that time? I think it, it was both of them. Maybe it, you get what I'm saying, though. He, but he, it might have been that. He fronted him the money and Hope just didn't want to pay him back. So Hope just said, uh, I don't want to pay him back. This me now, nigga. <laughs> the I real meaning you, of lost one. You lost <laughs> one right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I mean, if he's saying that, he must know something. Cause you know, ain't ain't Biggs from Harlem? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they probably still keep in touch. So he probably knows something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know Cam to be a liar. Me either. That's why I said I don't. I don't put it past Cam. I don't. I don't know him to be that person. But what's even what's even crazier than that is like when Biggs came home, he went right back to fucking with Hov. Because Hov had the back. Yeah, but if exactly. Hov was trying to cut him out, then nigga, we could fix this. I'm sorry, or whatever. Like it's a conversation. We could get back to the bottom yeah. of it. Yo, I was bugging out, or whatever the case may be. Let's get back to this money because you got it. And in comparison between you and Dame, you got it. <laughs> like, <Yep>. So <laughs> I'm really gonna go. It. Yeah, I'm gonna go over here. So yeah. that was that was that was it. Um, but you know, once again, um, first of all. We got new candles on Lux Collection LLC is restocked. Um, I put my order in. Y'all should put y'all order in. Um, so once again, that's LuxCollectionLLC.com. 
make sure you get your candles your smell goods um make sure that everybody subscribes to the podcast on apple and spotify make sure that everybody is telling a friend to tell a friend and until next time everything rico we was down for so long didn't have no choice but to go up go up I'm in a Bentley doing donuts yeah. Taught myself how to get millions Ain't nobody show us From my young nigga 50 balls Told him little nigga grow up Uncle Vic told me stay down with this shit till it blow up Smoking on some shit you not got Walk, walk in my soda Dirty. Used to sign for the packs Now I sign t-shirts and posters Drop 500 racks to drop the top on that new roaster Balenciaga the trip First class Dubai take a trip Rico music Rico music Rico music